was art, and number two was geometry. So you all are way smarter than me when it comes to geometry. All I can tell you is squares, circles, rectangles, hexagons, and that's about right, okay? So when I use this analogy, y'all are like gonna come up and be like, Amanda, you're wrong. Bear with me, okay? Just know, I don't play pool because I don't understand geometry, okay? And, oh, I can't do that. Can I not do that? I'm just sweating. Drop it. It's not working. Okay. Oh. All these like youth pastors that I see on TV and in person, they wear all these jackets, and you know they're sweating to death. And black. I, I mean, I tried, but I'm just not that cool, you guys. So anyways, okay. Most circles in life that I can think of in the world don't have a definite start or ending, okay? Picture number one, a mirror, okay? I know you all are probably gonna be like, in a true circle, something about it, but I don't know. In my mind, there's no start and there's no end in the circle, okay? Next one, wreath. I don't see a start and an end in this wreath. Next one, bubble. Where does it start? Where does it end? Just keeps going. Next one, ring. I even looked at my own ring and I'm like, I seriously can't even see how they like soldered this together. So there's no start and end in my mind, okay? However, the circle of love that we are going to discuss of God's love does have a beginning. As you can see in my circle, which is not a, a perfect circle, God, which we talked about a couple weeks ago with my friend Joy, we had a discussion about God's love. God's love comes to me or to you and once I can accept God's love and see God's love for me, I am able to love myself. From loving myself, then I can love others. And by me loving others, eventually they will see God's love and the whole circle will go around them again for them, is the hope. However, if I take one piece of this out, the circle can't continue, okay? So, this week we are going to talk about love for ourself, okay? What does God say about loving ourselves? In all three Gospels, Mark, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, this is what he says. Nick? Okay. Oh, okay. that's bad. Okay, I'll tell, I'll, I'll have Betsy work on that. But I'll read it to you. And it says, and behold, this is in Luke, and behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying to Jesus, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says to him, what is written in the law and how do you read it? He answers, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you've answered correctly, do this and you will live. So what does it mean to love yourself? And what does it look like to love yourself? So I Googled it, because why wouldn't you, right? So top 10 ways by the human trainer to love yourself. Number one, exercise. Number two, be present. Number three, reduce clutter. Number four, 
reduce technology time. Number five, stop comparing. Number six, you're never that busy. And I was like, I don't get that. But it's basically saying that when people who you love want to spend time with you and you say no, you're never that busy. Have quiet time. Stop watching the news. Interesting. Stop self-judging and get outside. Okay? Beyond this list, you guys, I found worksheets, quotes, magnets, books, books galore on loving yourself, videos, memes, checklists, tips, workbooks, self-love videos, um, retreats, making vision boards, step-by-step -step guides, going, um, I even found TikToks on how to love yourself. No joke, okay? It was a nice rabbit hole I went down. So what happens when we have tried all these things and it doesn't work? What if I still have done all the lists, all the worksheets, all the retreats, and I still do not find love for myself inside or out? Out of all the things I Googled, I did not see one thing about working on your relationship with God or accepting God's love for us. So clearly, the world has a different vision of loving ourselves than the Bible has of loving ourselves. How does God see us? What does he say about humans? What does he say about a people and having a relationship with him? So first of all, at creation, he creates man and women in his image. He says they are good. God was pleased with his creation of humanity, but Adam and Eve messed it up. And because of sin, we no longer are good. Sin has eroded our minds, our spirits, and our bodies. We mess up. We react in ways we shouldn't. We make judgments about people or statements around us. We eat more than we should. We think of ourselves as either way better than we are or not good enough. So basically, sin has made us selfish beings. Wait a minute. You all are going, you're saying I'm selfish, but I'm to love myself. How can that be? In the center of loving yourself, you need to see that you have value because God made you. So number one, you have value. I have value. Nick, Ephesians 2, 10. This is better. Interesting. It says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. So I have kids who love to make pictures. And they have so much value of that picture, even if it's like a stick person, we can't throw it. So I have a secret garbage. Don't tell my kids. Just like that kid values his art so much, God, did you say yes, she does? <laughs> God values his creation. We have value because the God of the universe who created stars and waterfalls and gigantic Elephants and little ants also created us. And so I am um, back in the day, in the 1990s, I remember in the Trinity, I went to Trinity Lutheran School, and on the playground there was this teeter-totter. And guess what? I found the exact teeter-totter. 
They were wood. Do you notice the things behind? They're not like plastically, like colorful things. This is like a perfect resemblance of my childhood jungle gym, okay? So there were these teeter-totters, and two things would happen on these teeter-totters, okay? You'd go back and forth, and then some yahoo on this side would go like this, and that person on the end would fly up and come down, okay? So then they'd go back. Hey, in the front, if you can't handle it, back and forth, back and forth, and then they'd, the other person would do it, and then they'd jump, they'd flop up. I saw so many people bust their chins on the metal part that, and get stitches. So then I was like, I don't really think I like the teeter-totter. Or the second thing that would happen, you'd be like back and forth, and the Yahoo would jump off, and your butt would hit so hard, your tailbone, and Ashley's laughing, because she was that Yahoo. No, just kidding. So. That's what happened on my teeter-totter that looked exactly like this, okay? Loving ourselves is like a teeter-totter that, okay? We need to be in balance. Our value, this is a big word I'm gonna use, or fulcrum of the teeter-totter, the part where the teeter-totter goes like this, has to be balanced. Or we go too far this way or too far this way, okay? So on one side of the teeter-totter, we can think way too lowly of ourselves or not value ourselves at all. And this is the statements that we say about ourselves. I am not cute enough. My ears are too small or big. My face is too round. If I had more friends, then I'd be happier. I talk too much. I laugh too loud. I am chubby. I have no purpose. I am no good at anything. I can do or say the, I can never do or say the right thing. I mess up everything. That is this side of the teeter-totter. And we all have been there, okay? Every person in this room has been on this side of the teeter-totter. To this side of the teeter-totter, I would ask this, these questions. Would I say these mean things that I say to myself to my best friend? If, most likely, you would not say that to anyone but your sibling, <sighs> okay? But the truth is, if we wouldn't say this to our best friends, why do we think we can say it to ourselves? Why don't we find value in ourselves? On the other side, we can value ourselves so much on the teeter-totter that we never come down. And that's what this looks like. This is how God created me. What's the problem with my attitude? Why control my anger? This is how I am. I don't need to change. I look good. I'm so nice to my friends. Why should I be nice to everyone? It's not me that's the problem you're the problem, or they're the problem. They are so wrong about me, they're just jealous. So to this side, I would ask this question of you. And we've all been here, just like we've all been on that side, we've all been here. What does it look like to love ourselves without being satisfied of who we are? Why do you think you don't need God? Because that's kind of what you're saying. So, one side has no value. This side is like, I have so much value. So how do we keep our teeter-totter balanced? The next, so we need to know that we're valued. God says we are valued. The next thing that we need to know is that we are forgiven. We need God's forgiveness because we don't see ourselves as value. 
And we don't see ourselves how God sees us. Nick, Romans 3.23 says, says, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all need forgiveness for not having a great viewpoint of ourselves and a, a bazillion other things that we do wrong. Romans 5.8 says, but God shows his love for us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. God loves each of you and me, us together, so much that he sent his son to die for our sins. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Who is him? Come on, guys, this is Sunday school. Who's him? Jesus. Because of God's grace, which comes out of his love to us, we have forgiveness of sins because Jesus died on the cross. You guys, we have so much value that he chose to kill his son. I don't know if I would kill my son for all you guys. Think of it like that. Okay? I love you all, but I don't think I would. So we have value and we are forgiven. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. What does this verse mean? It literally means that if we believe in Jesus, that he was the son of God, he died, he rose, that we are adopted into his family and we are his children. We can have a relationship with him and it's way better than sometimes earthly relationships. So we are valued, you are forgiven, and you are a child of God. One part of loving myself is wanting to change the challenging parts of myself and use them for God's glory. And you're like, what does that mean? And so I have two examples of my own life for you. Example number one is going to the gym, okay? I love myself enough to go to the gym because I am a better person emotionally, mentally, spiritually when I go to the gym. I love the people, I can't go that far over, right here, this is my happy spot. Um, I love the people I go because they're a positive influence on me. I go to the gym because I love myself. And, not but, and I go to the gym because I wanna change. I want to be stronger, I want to have my clothes fit better, I want to feel happier in my skin. Because of my relationship with God, I'm kinder to myself when I look in the mirror. However, I use God's power and him prompting me to take care of myself and stop being selfish of me wanting to sleep in. Because overall, I am a better part of his creation because I go to the gym, okay? Is example number two. This is a tough one. There are times when my boldness has been a piece of me I wished I could change. I say things people shouldn't say or most people are thinking and don't say. This has hurt people around me. This has hurt my relationships, their viewpoints of me, how others view me, how others see me, think of me. However, 
And, I'm going to say and, not however, and because of my relationship with God, I've learned how to be patient, considerate. I've learned how to be kinder with my words. I've learned how to feel out the situation of, should I say this? Is this the right time? They're really, and, okay, hold on. And now I approach things more with caution and understanding and with love. So there are times I know without a doubt that God has said, Amanda, you need to say this. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not saying it. Or ask hard questions. And I do it. And that has enhanced the relationship that I have with that person. It has enhanced the relationship they have with God and other people because I've done the hard thing. So there are times when I, God's relationship or my relationship with God has helped me to love myself like he loves me. What are characters of yourself that you view as negatives but could be tweaked with God's love to help you use for his purpose? My relationship with God has helped me balance my teeter-totter. So we've all been to a wedding. Can you put it up? I gotta, they're standing out there, so I gotta be quick. We've all been to a wedding where they go, the famous love verses. First Corinthians? Okay. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things. We've all been to weddings and we've heard this recited. My challenge is to you is instead of thinking of this as loving others this way, which we'll get to next week, can we look in the mirror and say, I need to be kind to myself. I need to be kind, patient with myself. I should not be rude. I should not be irritable. I don't need to rejoice in the fact that I messed up. I don't need to hold a grudge and be resentful to myself because Verse 8 says, love never ends. So my challenge to you is that we can say these words about ourselves, but as we look in the mirror, there's a mirror behind us, and can the reflection of what God sees of us, of that we are valued, forgiven, and a child of God, be what we see when we see ourselves? Can you play the song quick? And we're gonna, I'm going to cut it at like two minutes instead. So I told you that I was going to play a song every week because I love music for this series. And so I'm going to let you listen to like two minutes of it. Okay, if life a game, I'm the referee. I get...
This is now your small group time, okay? Can you add five minutes on before you come back in here for your gym time? Does that make sense? Like 7.30?